This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to episode two of season two of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. Uh, my name's Lee Finch. Uh, and tonight we're going to be discussing the victories against Doncaster and the Carabao Cup victory against Charlton. We'll then move on and discuss the ticket fiasco uh, surrounding season tickets to Benchers and General South Bolton. And then we'll discuss Wimbledon going home and our first competitive game in front of fans at Plough Lane. Uh, so let me introduce our guest tonight. So our guest tonight are Jamie Whittington as, as normal or... We weren't here last week, but yep. And uh, Rob Borland, how are you doing, boys? Yeah, very well. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Finchie. It's good to be back. I've missed you. Like a hole in the head. <laughs> yeah, sound <laughs> like my missus. But yeah, no, it's good to have you back on, Jay. And uh, after you said you couldn't come last week, I was quite disappointed not to have you. But it was a good ex- episode, to be fair. So. Yeah, it was, it was a good episode. Yeah, Same part of it, but, you know, hopefully I'll make up for it this week, mate. So, and uh, thanks very much for joining us, Rob. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, nice to meet you, chaps. Yeah, um, yeah, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, as I said, we'll start with the Doncaster victory in the league, and then we'll move on to the Carabao Cup victory against Charlton. So, Doncaster, I, I'll start with, I thought it was going to be a very tough fixture away from home. Uh, they done well last year. Uh, but we made it look easy. Uh, I thought we played really well. Yeah, I, th- I think we were good. we were really good value for the win. To be honest with you, um, I know I know we, uh, you know, there, there was a short while when that we conceded just after half time. We thought, oh fuck, here we go again. Um, but we responded really well, um, which seems to be something that happens that's been happening under Robbo. Where if we do go one 0 down, we're, we're not dead and buried. You know, we do come back. We do come back strongly. Um, and then once once we equalised, it was never really in doubt, was it, that we were going to go on and get the second one. Um, thought everyone played well. There was no one really that, that I can single out that I think had a bad game. Uh, it was good to see Anthony Hartigan back uh, <laughs> in the centre of the park. Um, I, thought, I thought he had a good game. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, it, it's really positive, isn't it? I don't really, don't, that's all I have to say, really. Yeah, um, uh, Mr Hartigan. Yeah, I... I sort of flip flop between um, sort of a love hate relationship with Mr. Hartigan. Um, I remember feeling really sorry for him back at King's Meadow when he used to sort of 
slope on the last player, resigned to the bench yet again. And I used to really kind of think, oh, come on, give him a go, give him a go. And then um, he was, wasn't great, was he, one season for us? And then I think I really wanted him to shine. There's something about, I thought, I'll hold out for him. I'm glad he went away on loan. I think he's done him a world of good. I think Robbo sees something in him. And, um, yeah, what do you boys think? I think you're, have you been both been fairly critical of him or have you both been on side? A bit of both, Jamie, 50-50? Jamie can't stand him where I think he's he's all right. But I made I tweeted from the one was at a dream uh, Twitter on Saturday saying, uh, Hartigan from Marsh and in the funny uh, face emoji, like what the hell's going on here? And then obviously uh, Twitter, obviously WAP, the WAP Twitter account ruined me by saying uh, someone with over 100 games experience over a young kid with not much experience, to be fair, uh, and Heitken shined on Saturday. So, yeah, I, I'm glad he's back, and I'm, I'm hoping that the Newport stuff helped him because I don't think he had the greatest time at Newport, uh, and that might help him when you're at Wimbledon and you're kind of settled and stuff like that, and now he knows Robbo's there. I think it's going to help him going away, and if it doesn't go to plan here, he, he knows he's got to have someone who's going to put their own, like their own man his shoulder and say to him, you, we know you're a good player. And I was quite shocked, though, to see him playing in the DMC role, the defensive midfield next to Woodyard, because we were getting told by Rob Tuvey and Robbo that he's an attacking midfielder and that he will score us goals. And then we put him in defensive midfield. But maybe that's because the balls that he plays are unreal. And with AFSL running lines and stuff like that, it's going to be perfect for Hartigan now. I think there's a lack of cover at defensive midfield as well. I think you've, you've got Woodyard, Marsh, Hartigan. There's not really that... That there's not that many players there, you know. Lawrence might be able to fill in there, um, and yeah, you know, I want Hartigan to come good. Uh, obviously, I have been very critical of him in the past. Like you said, Finchie, I think Newport's done him the world of good. Um, he kind of went there, got knocked out of the first team, and it's kind of by the end of his time there, he's kind of worked his way back into the first team fold there, and they were in the playoffs, weren't they? So hopefully that has done him done him good, and hopefully we can see the best of Andy Hartigan. That, Everyone, um, you know, Robbo and Rob Tuvey has kind of been promising us because um, they do speak really, really highly of him. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Only, that's the thing, I think, with Woodyard, uh, Marsh and Artigan are the only three in that defensive midfield. So I don't think that's a bad thing, though, having three for two positions because they know that someone's going to come in from. So if Artigan has a bad game, he knows Marsh is coming in. If Marsh has a bad game, then he knows Woodyard's coming in and so forth. You don't need four or five players in that position. I think we can. What I love about this season at the moment, uh, and we'll move on to the Cowboy Cup game soon, is that we can change formation. I think that's what Robbo really wants, is to change the formation and change the formation during games. So we can go one defensive midfielder and then go all attacking if we need to. And then we can go back to defensive midfielders as well. So that's why we can play three at the back, four at the back, five at the back, one up front, two up front. Uh, What really impressed me about the Doncaster game was Ayab Vassell. I wasn't... Too sure about him playing as the number 10, just behind Oli Palmer, because I thought it's going to leave a lot for Oli Palmer to do. But Assel, he's just different gravy at the moment. It's just mad how we found this player that Billy Ricky said wasn't tall enough and weren't going to be good enough. And I say we found him. Obviously, Robbo's trusted him and believed in him since since yeah, since yeah he found him. But he will get going. And, and one thing I just want to say to you boys, the difference I think this year will be as well, and what has been different so far is our fitness we could we played for 90 minutes both games at the moment and just kept running. So I, I, is that going to be the big difference this season? I think um, talking about fitness, because uh, 
Anthony was always, there's always comments about the level of his fitness because he played so many games on the spin, didn't he? Every game he played. And I think that's a, a testament to a training regime and it's been sort of rolled onto the other players. If that's something that's sort of instilled in them now, then all credit to them, really. And it's all about resilience, isn't it? As Robbo says, resilience and hard work. And it's showing, isn't it? It's showing. There's a, there's a real buzz about them. Um, I mean, I saw, I went to the Brentford friendly and um, all right, you know, we didn't we didn't win it. But that was, you could see it. You could see it. There's a real sort of fire in their belly, um, which was a credit and a pleasure to see. I think that's, that's the Wimbledon way, though, isn't it? The hard work. Yeah. That's how it should always be with us. And that's yeah. why I think people have been disappointed in previous seasons is that the hard work has kind of... We, we start really hard and really working hard and stuff like that, and then it drops. But I don't think that's going to happen under Robert. I think we're going to just keep working hard. And another position I was looking at there was... Uh, we're talking about the three DMCs that can play. We've also got... We've only really got three strikers at the moment. I know ASL can play, ASL can play just behind or we can play up front. But you think Oli Palmer, Dapo Mabudi, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Aaron Presley, them three I think are going to interchange. And also with Mabudi can go out on the wing with his pace. So they'll keep changing. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was brilliant. And I loved Oli Palmer's comment on Instagram where he said, uh, but I think it was a little dig at the fans who were just like giving stick about pre-season was, but we didn't win a pre-season game. We just won two games in a row, both away from home against tough opposition. Well, I think if you if you look at the uh, the Charlton game midweek in the Carabao Cup, we played a completely different system to what we played on Saturday. Uh, it was it three three five two five, three yeah three five two essentially um, with Mabudi and Presley up front. So if you look at that, we've got those four players that you just mentioned that can play up front. So if we're playing one up front, a Sal can play. As, as an attacking midfielder option, if if you've got uh, if you're playing two up front, then we've got the options there to play with them. If you want to play a big lad with a pacey lad, you've got Asal and Palmer or Presley and Mabudi. So I didn't see the the Charlton game, but from from what I've heard, you know, Presley looks like uh, in the mould of Palmer, and Mabudi looks like you know he he was a threat the whole game of his pace. Um, so I think attacking wise. Attacking-wise, I think we're all set with those four. What, what I love about the team this year as well is it's young and hungry. All of them are young and hungry. It's like Lawrence coming in against Charlton. Everyone, like, I thought, oh, do you know what I mean? It's like he, he looked nervous in the pre-season when I saw him and I thought, oh, it could be a big test against Charlton. They played a, a fairly good team, fairly strong team. But he, they'll show no fear. Same as Assel last year, same as Assel now. Assel will stare at the biggest person on that pitch and tell him like, he's a mug and he's going to mug him off. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what Lawrence done. Lawrence thought, I'm going to take, my, take him on now. I'm young. I'm quick. Defensively, he might struggle as, as he plays against a good, witty, quick, you know what I mean? Like a winger that's experienced the stuff and going to kind of, do you know what I mean? But going forward, I think he's just going to take people on and think, do you know what I mean? I've got the ability. And I just, we haven't even mentioned McCormick yet. Against Doncaster was unreal. Putting it through someone's legs to put it in the corner where the goalkeeper's standing takes a it's, it's a different gravy to do things like that. And this is the difference we're seeing this year. With some of them are young, hungry. They're ours as well now. That's the thing. And they got a couple of loanies, but McCormick, Marsh, people like that are our players, and they're a step up from what we've had previous seasons. I mean, like you're saying, it's, it's a very young squad. 
are there going to come weeks where we come up against an experienced League One side that are probably going to do us over? Yeah, probably. But there's going to be weeks where, you know, we thought Doncaster was going to be a tough game and it was a walk in the park, really, from what we were expecting. You know, we've, we've got a... And the Carabao Cup game, Ben Hennigan, 27, was the oldest player on the, uh, in, our, in our team by a country mile. Um, and 27 isn't that old in the grand scheme of things, in, in, in of experience, you know. Uh, Darius Charles is in there, but he, he hasn't been in the squad either, either game, has he? So, isn't, he? isn't he on the bench? He might have been on the bench on one of them, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I think he was so, on the bench last night. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's not really going to be playing much of a part, is he? Um, I, I was intrigued to see how much of a part he was going to play. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's an exciting team. It's the most excited I've been about a Wimbledon team in, in God knows how long. And yeah, McCormick looks like the real deal, doesn't he? Um, you can see already why, why he was at Chelsea. And uh, I think we're extremely lucky to, to, to have got him. Um, yeah. Uh, how, long, how, long have we, how long have we got him under contract for? Two years, three years? Ah, I, I don't know the length of the contract with McCormick. I'm hoping it is two years. Uh, because if we put him on a year contract, that could be dangerous. And we could oh, it can't be nothing. a year, surely. Uh, it's got to be, it can't two, be. It's it? got to be two years. It's got to be two, two years with an option. Hopefully it is. But the good thing, as you said, like the, exci- the exciting fact of this is I, I, we want these players to stay forever and do really well for us and get us up the leagues. But we also... Would like to cash in on some players if they're very, very good. Do you know what I mean? We we have a statement, a stadium to pay for, and I love what Robbo's doing. Is he, he's getting players like this and goes right? We'll sell them for whatever, but we'll find another one coming for our youth ranks. We'll find we have Kwaku Frimpong in the youth team who's gone out on loan. He might be the next one. We've got Bilal Hussein who might be the next right back to step in once Henry Lawrence goes back to Chelsea. He'll be ready to come in. So thank you very much, Henry Lawrence. But we've got our own young player now who's going to step in and play. So. Rob, do you, do anything else you need to add to the two games that, uh, going forward? Um, well, just gutted that I didn't see them all in their entirety, really, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think McCormick, for me, is, is definitely the, the snip, isn't it? That's, the, that's, the, that's the, 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 the real result for us to get over someone like that. And it's testament to um, Robbo who talks about the presentations that he does to players and, and clubs. And it's obviously, he talked about how to meet the manager, didn't he? Someone asked, what does it entail exactly? And that was really interesting, I thought. And I'd, be, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in one of those. Do you know what I mean? Just to see how, how what sort of the reaction is. And, um, and I think it's, it's all about, it's tapping into, not just, it's not just saying, it's not just about the football, it's about the club and the whole Wimbledon ethos. And it's all about that. And it's, what I think is really, what I think is really great about that is that these young lads, they're they're getting it, you know. They could, you know, and they turn down and they turn down other clubs because they might they might be I don't know a better club on paper or league position and maybe extra more money being offered etc. But the bottom line is they're getting it and they're getting the story. And I think that's wonderful, really. Is. I agree. I want to just take talk about me, the managers. One of the things I liked is that he says that he, when he starts off talking to these players, is that he talks about you have to be involved with D-Leg. You have to go and help out. And if they're like, oh, unsure, they're not the player for us. It could be Messi, it could be Ronaldo, then he's not going to work with me kind of thing. We'll probably take Messi and Ronaldo, to be fair. But you know what I mean? You get a point with regards <laughs> to that. But 
I just love that that they have. That's how he sells the club straight away. That's the first thing he mentions with regards to it. I also okay. do think again, like last season, I mentioned it last season. I mentioned it again this year with COVID. I think we'll have uh, help us really because McCormick is a Chelsea boy who'd have been living local. Marsh is the same as a Spurs boy, so he wouldn't have had to move. I think at the moment, if you're moving to say a Bristol Rovers or you're moving to up up a bit further like Sunderland or something like that, you then have to move at this time where. You, Things are still a little bit up in the air, like there's not many places open and stuff. And you then got to try and settle in a place that you might not be able to go out. There'd be no socialising. We're in London and you've got their families, they've got their friends, they've got a support network that they can fall back on if it doesn't go so well. Do you know what I mean? And, and Wimbledon's a great club for that, to be fair. Wimbledon has always been great for supporting. Look at Terrell Thomas. We supported Terrell Thomas after his knee injury, got him a, he got a contract, and now he's gone and he ain't signed for anyone yet. So it just shows that we support our players. And then I think he's probably going to kick himself now. Anyway, that's a bit off subject. But yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're a local boy, like McCormick, yeah. like Marsh, you have got yeah. your own network around you and you don't have to move away and make a new network. So, but yeah, anything else you boys want to add before we move on? No, no, I think that's covered everything. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Okay, so when we come back, we are going to be discussing the ticket system and the fiasco that has been going on and surrounding that. Welcome back. And next now we are going to be discussing the uh, ticketing system and the fiasco that has been surrounding that. First off, before we discuss that, I do want to say that Luke McKenzie put out a Facebook message uh, yesterday, last night, Wednesday. He put... uh, if ticket is not shown as printable or downloadable, but visible, it is very likely that it has been posted to you today. That was Wednesday. It, if it has not arrived by Friday afternoon, email the club at tickets at afcwimbledon.limited, which is ltd.uk, uh, and it will be printed for you to collect on Saturday. If the ticket information is missing from your ticketing account, it looks like you have no ticket, seen ticket, the bench at all, then please email tickets at aocwomen.ltd.uk and you'll be uh, you will get a response ASAP but please be patient as uh, we are sure you will understand there are lots of emails at the moment uh, please don't panic people with seen tickets to benches and, and port tickets will get in uh, and they understand why people are worrying uh, as I said I, I think this is an absolute joke from the club I don't want to have a go at people because Obviously, a lot of people like Mandy and stuff in the office are doing an extremely good job. They're working extremely hard uh, and we thank them for their efforts. But at the end of the day, this system should have been trialled before our biggest game in our history. We've had big games before, like Manchester for the playoffs, Wembley for the playoffs. But this is our own system, our own club, trying to get people in who haven't been... I, I didn't go to any of the test events because I didn't see it as as a a Wimbledon game and and Bolton is the game that we will all be home watching Wimbledon play and if there are even just if there's just one person that misses that game because of a ticket in error or system I don't think it's good enough I know people say that's harsh if it's just one person but by going by Twitter and Facebook it seems like a lot of people are not being able to print tickets and no information has been sent to these people there's been no information there's bits in here and it's coming off Facebook what about if you ain't on social media and you're trying to print your ticket and you ain't got a clue what's going on. And you, you could start panicking thinking, I'm going to miss our biggest ever game. It's our biggest ever game. 
by by none. Wimbledon are going home. Yeah. Plough Lane, first competitive game in front of a sold out Plough Lane. And yeah, I think that Joe Palmer should be doing a lot more to to make sure fans are assured of what's going on in the background. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I made some comments on the um, Facebook um, feed, the fans feed, and um, yeah, Mandy's top draw. But the thing is, it's not it's not shouldn't be Dan Mandy. You know what I mean? You know, they should have had people helping her out. This not, I mean, then some of the stuff, some of the rumours of sort of probably hearsay saying that they were going to get some agency staff in, but they were penny pinching and all of the, I don't know. The bottom line is, is that it shouldn't have got to this stage. And, uh, you know, I'm staggered actually. And I think what tends to happen with these sort of debates where people are making, I think the quite constructive criticism to the club, this is enough just throwing our dummies out about, you know, losing pre-seasons and all of that type of stuff. This is something quite fundamental. We're a professional club, you know. Yeah, we're a fans club. Yeah, we've come from, we're completely unique and all the rest of it. Yeah, I get all that, of course. But that doesn't mean the club is, you know, it doesn't mean you can't criticise. And I think they need to be criticised. And um, and nearly everyone I've spoken to about it is on the same page from all types of angles. You know, people that I've disagreed with on various matters before online and in person. They're all kind of on the same page with this one. I just find it odd. I think the club should apologise, should come out and say something about this. Because at the moment, it's just everyone sort of bickering about it and saying it's this blah, blah, blah. We're talking about it now. I think they need to be a statement. I mean, it's one thing the Don's Trust coming out with it, but it shouldn't be down to the Don's Trust. No member of the Don's Trust. I mean, what's it got to do with the Don's Trust putting staff in the shop? It's down to the club. You know, you know, it's all part and parcel of Wimbledon, but when it comes to something like that, you need to, you know, you need an extra pair of hands or to help someone do this type of work. It's bread and butter stuff, you know, to me. It's, it, it's pretty obvious. So, yeah, very disappointed, to be fair. You, you mentioned Joe, Joe Palmer, Finchie. It, it's been radio silence, right? He, he left some yeah. sort of message on the website with the, when the news broke that, there was a problem with the tickets for Bolton and season tickets, etc. But apart from that, it's been radio silence from him and from the club. I know the Don's, like you said, the Don's Trust have come out and said that. I mean, I know there's 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 been a lots of question marks over Joe Palmer and and how he comes across and stuff. But it's it, the the whole radio. This is not the first time where there's been an issue and it's been radio silence. Um, yeah, go on, Pinchy. This could cost us money. This could cost us funds. They stopped selling season tickets uh, before the deadline, I believe. I could be totally wrong with this. I thought the deadline was the 8th of August for people with dementias to buy their tickets. Yeah. But that stopped a week before. You couldn't buy your season ticket a week before that deadline, which was on the website. And then they had it open to general sale. And this is why we said last week about the general sale. It's good that we want to get new fans into Plough Lane. That's brilliant. We also got to remember the people that have been supporting us for 50 years, 60 years, even the people now who are 21, 22 have been going, do you know what I mean, since they were born, stuff like that. You know, like people that we know. Yourself, Jamie, you're a young lad. Do you know what I mean? People that have put money in since the CCL days, since the Ryman days, since last year. People bought season tickets last year not knowing they were going to go to a game. And then this happens this year, and it just seems like we were like, just get the tickets sold so we can sell out the game. And then we got the money in the coffers there. Don't worry about the fans. And we stopped selling season tickets and debentures and put it on general sale. How do they know that Bolton fans haven't bought them general sale tickets now? And a Wimbledon fan with a debenture has missed out. 
And that's what really, really grated on me. And as, as, as Rob said, the Don's Trust put out a statement saying, this was on Twitter, the Don's Trust board are aware of fans having issues with the purchase of match day and season tickets and are offering our immediate and full support to the club to resolve these problems. A full inquiry will follow, which is brilliant, right? But as Rob said, it ain't the Don's Trust. They offered their help immediately. I don't know if they even got contacted, if anyone from the Don's Trust was helping. Why not put out saying we need we need volunteers? Yeah, because people will volunteer. They you know they will. They will jump at the chance to help. We're not getting season ticket cards, which I don't believe is out of our control. I believe that's what we're hiding behind because something has happened. That again, it could be wrong. I could be saying that because of this radio silence, as you said, Jamie, with Joe Palmer previously, and things like that. We all then aim it at the club. We aim it sometimes at the wrong people at the club when we haven't got season tickets cards and we've bought season tickets for two years. Uh, yeah, it's just piss poor. It really is piss poor now. I mean, at the end of the day, for however long it's been, was it 16 years, 17 years? Yeah. Um, we've sold season tickets and sent them out to people on time with no problems whatsoever. So what's changed now is basically my point. It can't, you know, it and sorry, for, for something out of our con control isn't good enough. It's not a good enough excuse uh, at the end of the day. You know, it's... <sighs> We've said this before, we're a fans club, but sometimes, you know, we're a fans club when it suits AFC Wimbledon and not when it suits the fans. You know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And I feel like yeah. to turn around and be like, oh, sorry, what can you do? You know, we'll, we'll, you know what, what happened? We don't know what happened. It's, it's, not, it's not good enough, really. Um, and as much as everything is really promising on the pitch, you know, off, off the pitch, it's just... It's a bit of a shambles, and I think we deserve to know what exactly went wrong. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I know some people who've actually uh, put themselves forward to volunteer and help out. I'm going to find out whether they actually got any response on that. I know some people make remarks, so I'll go down, I'll help Mendy out, you know, put things in envelopes and all. Yeah, so some people say it's just, but I know people are quite serious about that. So, you know, I just got this sort of image in my head of this very, well, someone I was chatting to was saying she is literally up against, you know, really pulling her hair out. I mean, and she's, oh, I don't know. I, I just find it staggering. I really do. And someone, they, some explanation needs to come out. I know they've sort of now said, oh, don't panic, everyone. It's all right. You can print it out. It's all good. Yeah. But well, absolutely, they, 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 they should make e-tickets available. Um, but yeah, going forward, I just hope there aren't any other kind of um, snafu moments, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, um, if you get my drift. Um, which will be very disappointing. This isn't a really a good, as you say, positive on the pitch, but all the sort of bread and butter, administration, behind the scenes stuff, this should have been sorted out. Come on, get it together. And I, I really feel sorry for Mandy uh, because she's going to be getting the brunt of it now, which is unfair, but she's like left as this one person that uh, <laughs> only people know because they see their name all the time. I, I, I mean, a lot of people won't know it's Mandy. They're trying to contact the club. I know I see something on Facebook earlier that a few people have contacted the club to uh, change their, their kids' ticket to an adult ticket. Sydney, who come on the podcast, has got two tickets, I believe, that's going free. And she's trying to get them resold so the club can make some money and, and no one's coming back to her. But then if you've got one person in the office dealing with 600 emails, 600 phone calls, then it can only go so it's going to be thin before, you know what I mean? And she'll just blow her mind and she'll, she'll just walk out the job in there and then we won't have anyone there. Uh, and I just think, I think it's really bad. Like, and a lot of football fans are sad, right? I'm quite sad with regards to football. I like football stadiums. I like going to little non-league stadiums, the big stadiums, stuff like that. 
people would be really looking forward to seeing that little season ticket card coming yeah. through their door, opening it up and going, this is my plough lane season. Because we didn't have one yeah. last year. Again, yeah. we paid for one, but we didn't have one. We were saving the money, saving the club money. But this year, our first ever plough lane season ticket. And I get it. People are going to get it, right? They are going to get it. So that's fine. But it's, it's just people have been looking forward to that the whole pre-season. Do you know what I mean? It's what we look forward to as fans and to just wipe it under the carpet and just go, well, you're going to get one anyway, just shut up. That ain't the right <laughs> right, right thing to do. And as I said, more needs to be done with the in-house stuff that needs to, it, it has to be done because this is just comical. It's non-league stuff, really. Also, the correspondence came out on Tuesday, the 10th of August. The first game's on Saturday. Like, at what point do you realise that if you're leaving it till, like, the earliest Tuesday to send out all these season tickets to, pe- season tickets to people, has something not clicked with someone that, hang on a minute, we'll, you know, it's probably not the best that we should have done this last week. Like, season tickets should, we should have had our season tickets ages ago. You know, what, is it, are, they, are they sending them all out in a batch together to save money? You know, like, what... Surely someone must have clocked being like, hang on a minute, there's got to be a cutoff that where you know that if we send it before this date, every single season ticket that we send will be with the, pe- with the, with the fans that have, that have bought, bought one. Yeah, and another thing, sorry, Joe, another thing that pisses me off, right? And I might be putting my anger at the wrong people here, but the media team or the Twitter team, the Twitter are going, sold out, sold out. How fantastic is that? brilliant that's brilliant news but then if you're a fan who's thinking i bought a ticket but it's not on there am i getting this ticket now the game's sold out i might not be able to go to this game i think someone i think Eamon heaver i don't know it's on facebook i hope you don't mind me mentioning but he put he spent 400 pound on flights for him and his son to come into a game and there's no ticket anywhere to be seen in his in his account so now he's shitting himself because he don't want to come all the way over here and then not have a ticket and the game sold out I think that's what's scaring a lot of people and that's what's panicking a lot of people now is with this sold out, sold out, sold out, which we should be going, yes, brilliant, we sold out Plough Lane, everyone's got a ticket. But then everyone's going on and going, right, I'm going to print my ticket now. What? There ain't a ticket there. Okay, I'll download it to my phone. You can't download it. What? That just panics people. It does straight away. And then people go, don't panic. How? The game's sold out. There could, like, do you know what I mean? Again, there could be hundreds of Chelsea fans who are coming down just to see Plough Lane. Uh, and, and Wimbledon fans are missing out and that's my thing Wimbledon fans should not be missing out on this game on Saturday because it's the biggest game in our history and it's, it's just not good enough for our club it's bad it's really bad so what do we do though how do we sort it out for the future because they will say you just keep battering us and battering us solutions do we have any solutions do we hire more staff well, have we got money well I mean I'd like to know sort of infrastructures in place behind the scenes to be honest because what sort, of, what sort of come to light now is that there's one individual running the ticketing office at a professional football club so that's come to light because of this madness so what else is in place what other layers of administration are there um, to support not just the ticketing but all the other things you know, that's why I sort of mentioned earlier, I hope this isn't the start of another, you know, because I expect another big calamity. Um, it would be interesting to know. Um, well, I'd like to know, just to sort of give me a bit more confidence, you know. We're we the only football league club without a ticket office, an actual physical ticket office where you can go there and speak to someone and get a ticket. 
you can go in the ticket office and go, can I have one adult ticket for the game against Gillingham, please? And they go, that's £24, please. You hand over £24 and you have a ticket in your hand or you get, you can send it by email now or you can add that email to you. Also, I was going to say, like, maybe we start selling them at the, the club shop, but then the club shop is so under like, it as well. We, I think we sold, this could be total made up, but 200,000, no, it can't be 200. So, something mad on the red shirts. We sold thousands mm. of them. And there's, Two people in a club shop, I think, with a couple of volunteers trying to bang out these orders because people want the shirt before the season starts so they can wear it to Doncaster, so they can wear it to Charlton, so they can wear it to Bowen. And we just seemed unstuck. And I get it. We are a fans club. I get that. But it's time that we come a little bit more professional with yeah. this importance. This, this stuff is the important stuff, you know. Winning a pre-season game and, and maybe the pie stuff we were talking about last week isn't as important as this. But getting people... Bums on seats, spending money is very important to a club with a huge debt at the moment. I think, yeah, you're right. It's that kind of... I used to think there was this fine line about criticising the club because it's the fans' club and the blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, um, we've, been a, we've been a professional club for some time now. I mean, Joe's got a, a background in running, you know, many football clubs. I just think you can't sort of use that as an excuse anymore. That we're because what does that say? So you're basically saying we're a bit of a two-bit outfit, um, and we just sort of bumble along, you know. Um, it doesn't wash anymore. No, I get. Um, it. I, I think there's a fine line between criticising the club and actually coming out with stuff that's like real, like this. It's like you get yeah. a shirt and you've asked for uh, Woodyard on the back and it comes spelt wrong. That's a mistake. That's just a mistake that can be rectified. Yeah. But getting tickets out and stuff yeah. like that should be our bread and butter. And yeah, it's, it's bread and butter. He he's worked for Zenit St Petersburg before, and I can't imagine him them allowing this to happen at Zenit St Petersburg because you'll be getting a Wembley situation where you'll get the Wimbledon jib, the plough lane jib, where people are shouting jib, 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 and just steaming through plough lane just to get in. And you don't want that on our hands, do we? I know I'm kind of joking about it, but do you know what I mean? If you're, if you're a fan, that you've been supporting the club your whole life, and you're like, my 40 years old, and you, you're not going to go to plough lane for the biggest game in our history, there's no chance. You'll be trying to get in no matter what. Oh, no, I could, I could tell you hand on heart now that, you know, if, if there's something went wrong with my ticket, but, and they're saying I can't get it. And there's not a chance in hell that I'm not attending that game on Saturday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I've been a season ticket holder essentially the whole of the AFC Wimbledon era. You know, I spent God knows how much money last year on a season ticket and I didn't get to go to a game. I bought another one this year. Not a chance I'm missing that game. And, and no. this, this is the thing, there's going to be families there. We've got 1,400 Bolton fans coming down uh, and we don't know if they've bought, hopefully there's stuff in place that they haven't been able to buy tickets in a home end. So we've got 1,400 Bolton fans all attending on South London. We've got Wimbledon fans who are coming with families. We've got new fans probably coming who have only just bought season tickets this season to like come down and support the community club. And then you could have a few fans who are not getting in because they've got the, the, the system and there's errors. That's going to cause uproar. People are going to be kicking off. And you don't want to see that as a, a new family coming down and going, oh, it's brilliant. And you see people going mental because they can't get in. Do you know what I mean? And then people go, oh, calm down. It's like, you <laughs> calm down. I've been supporting this club for 40 years, mate. You're telling me I can't come in at Plough Lane. It's just a total mess. And I just think Joe Palmer needs to come out. And he needs to say something and it can't just be so. But then what, what do we do? We said this last year. They needed to do more last year. And we got a certificate signed by people I didn't really care about, to, to be fair. Like, 
I don't care if Jane Lonsdale signs it or Luke McKenzie signs it. Like, good, you do a good job, but your signature means nothing to me. Uh, I don't know. What do they do, boys? Well, I think uh, one one of the main problems is, you know, if we don't know what went wrong, mm. how how are we how are we supposed to know how to fix it? Also, it's not my bloody job to know how to fix it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're a football club, and you can't sell tickets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It isn't our it isn't our job, you know. And I think we've all got a right to get the ump about it, frankly. And they've got to understand that, you know. And I know you'll get some of the usual Bob on uh, mentioning no names. Some of the ones online will say, "Stop moaning, everyone. Just be grateful that we've, you know, we're back. You know, and they the usual sort of stuff of we're back home and it'll be all right. We'll all get in. And just think, yeah." Hang on, don't answer. I feel like saying something. I don't answer for me. There's thousands of us who've got the ump about this, and rightly so. Um, but I don't want the thing is I don't want to go. To, I mean, I'm really, of course, I'm looking forward to Saturday when I've got my print out here. I mean, one of the things that made me laugh on this printout it says thirteen pounds and a penny. Come on, people, they all went up. Mate, you look after the pennies and the pounds look after themselves. Yeah, but it says it says on there, so it's got my block number, blah, 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 13 pounds and a penny. Does anyone know what that means? Is that... Is... Hey, and, and to be fair, Rob, going back to my jib part, is I've got a screenshot of mine. I've got a screenshot. I can, I've got a printable one. I've got a screenshot of my ticket. What I'm saying, I can send that to five of my mates, that screenshot. Is it just yeah. once I go in there, do they know I'm Lee Finch? But yeah. I, I, most people do know who Lee Finch is because I'm pretty famous. But <laughs> joking aside, <laughs> joking aside, I, I wouldn't know who Rob Boland is until I yeah. met him today. Do you know what I mean, Jamie? I wouldn't yeah. know who you is. Like, how do they know? Like, I could yeah. send that screenshot to five people. I hope people don't do this. You know, yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble now for putting that idea out. But that's just ridiculous <laughs> stuff like that that shouldn't be happening. Do you know what I mean? I've got a screenshot of my ticket. But we'll move on, boys. Has, because has it got uh, a QR code on it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. got a QR code on it. Well, then they'll probably could once that code's been scanned, they'll know yeah. that that they might not know that it's you. Like it could have been your mate that had gone in before you, but yeah. they know that that seat is now filled. So no one go and try that because because that, 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 <laughs> that was that was another thing that was happening at Wembley though during the England games is people were screenshotting their tickets over to other mm. people, and they were all going on like five people getting in on the one ticket, but. Yeah, it's a joke. I think Joe Palmer should come out. And as you, I think you hit the nail. We'll finish with this, Joe. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Some people just want to be fans. They don't want to get involved with the politics. They don't go on Facebook. No. They don't go on Twitter. They just want to go buy a shirt, buy a scarf, cheer on the boys in the yellow and blue, and are buzzing for Saturday. So, so when we come back, we'll put it on a positive note with regards to Bolton. Uh, Wimbledon playing back at Plough Lane. What a momentous day that's going to be. We'll talk about what we're looking forward to, how excited we are, and what we're going to do on that day. So a bit of positivity when we come back. Well, we're back, and we're going to be discussing the game on Saturday against Bolton and our return to Plough Lane, uh, how excited we are, and just what we're going to be doing on our day. Uh, first off, I'd just like to start with saying a big thank you to a few people. Uh, if I miss anyone out, then I uh, do apologise. But And I don't always get along with these people I'm going to say thank you to. I don't always agree with their views. 
but I think without some of these people, I don't think we'd be going back to plough lane. So for Ivor Heller, do you know what I mean? I know how much Ivor's given to this club. I, I know Ivor pretty well, and yeah, he's given pretty much everything to Wimbledon. Uh, Mark Jones, another one, again, I don't always agree with everything that he says, but another one that has worked tirelessly to make sure that Wimbledon have a home in Wimbledon and has worked like literally been banging that drum for years. People like Chris Stewart, again, another one I don't really get along with out of football, but he was our first chairman. Again, he worked tirelessly. I again, I don't agree with some of the views that he has, but again, without these people, I don't think we'd have Wimbledon and I don't think we'd be going back to lane. Eric Samuelson, again, I think he worked tirelessly for Wimbledon and he put everything that he could. Again, a lot of people don't don't like the man or don't agree with the man, but you can't you can't say he hasn't done stuff for AOC Wimbledon. Trevor, who works behind the scenes. Uh, again, another man who works tirelessly with Robin, stuff like that, and has been there from the start. Okay, cost us an FA trophy. We'd have gone and won that, that then. But yeah, he's worked tirelessly for the club and done really well. And as I said, I don't always agree with everything they say and I don't agree with their views. But I think with a lot, without them people, I don't think we'd have Wimbledon. I don't think we'd be going back to Plough Lane. And, and last off, before I go on about what I'm going to do, is every single fan that has ever put pounds into Wimbledon has made this happen. You know, if it's a bond, a Cedars, a season ticket, you bought a scarf. You've gone to an away game, you, you know. What I mean, you, the fans. It's, it's getting a bit choked up talking about it, really, because this is gonna, it's so huge on Saturday. It's going to be amazing, and every single fan that's ever put something in it into the club. I've, my mates start been going years and love it, and uh, yeah, it's a very very special club, and we've we've done it. We we've done this. This is our ground. It's it just it amazes me that we're going to play like we've built Water Stadium as well. I haven't been there yet. I know people have been to the test events and I haven't been there. I'm literally cannot wait till Saturday. Go on in, boy. Sorry, I was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. I, uh, it's, it, it's surreal, really. You know, you, you, you wait however long it's been since you knew it was going to happen. It's, you think, oh, that's, that, you know, that's ages away. I can't wait for that to happen. You know, and even when it starts getting closer and closer, you think. And then obviously we've had to wait a year with COVID before we've been able to get in there. Um, but you know the days finally come where, where you know I, I've never seen Wimbledon play a home game. Um, hmm. You're the you're the same, right? So um, it, it, it's surreal. Um, you know my my old man he, he watched us go from you know all from non-league all the way up to uh, what was, used to be the first division, which is now the Premier Division, um, and then he's seen us do it all again. So he's seen us do it twice. Um, and it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really nice. We're going to meet up in Wimbledon on Saturday, um, have a few beers, and you know, walk, you know, have a bit of a, you know, romantic, uh, well, not a romantic walk, but you know, like a uh, sort of what's the word? I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but a walk down Hayden's Road. Nostalgic. <laughs> um, yeah, nostalgic. Uh, I suppose might be the right word, but you know, walking down the Hayden's Road, finally to see the Wimbledon um, and I think it's going to be an emotional day. Like you said, I can feel myself kind of yeah. going a little bit. Uh, it's going to be a very emotional day. It's going to be a lot of tears. If you're a resident of the Hayden's Road and you've never, you've never had this before, but on Saturday, I think literally most Wimbledon fans are going to try and walk down the Hayden's Road at one point. 
exactly. So there's going to be like 9,000 people coming down your street that you've never seen in your life. And it's going to be like, <laughs> the fuck? Well, what's going on? Not to, like, if you don't know, there'll be people and women who have no idea about football. But yeah, yeah. it's mad. Go on, Rob. Yeah, I, I, and uh, I don't know if you saw there's that little piece in when I think it was a Bonsworth local paper. And there are people already complaining about the parking and they can't park their cars. It's going to be chaos. You just think, ah, brilliant, love it. You've got, you've got to have a parking story. It just bounces <laughs> off. It just, it just, it just bounces off, though. To be honest, there'll always be a few Victor Meldrew types out there that want to have a little whinge. Um, but yeah, I'm getting up there early. I'm going, I'm bringing, I'm taking the lad with me, um, my nephew. Um, I remember taking him to Kings Meadow when he was very small. Um, so for me, it's quite special because he's, he's nearly 17 now. So. Just been out to have a beer with him um, and go, you know, this is our club. It's a proper job it's, and it means a lot. Um, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking back to the days of that when we were at Sellers Park back in those days, even, and, you know, you knew that it wasn't, it was home, but it wasn't really home. And then, you know, the dark days after that, as we all know. And so for me, it's, it's quite surreal, to be honest. It's quite surreal. Um, I mean, going to the Brentford game, yeah, being in the ground. I mean, I spent, obviously, I had to get in there really early. So, because of the whole COVID thing. And I thought, God, I've got to sit here for an hour. I just thought, that's going to be really boring. But it wasn't. I'll tell you why. Because I was just taking it all in. And it went really quickly. And just chatting to people. Everyone was having a little natter about, you know, there was that general kind of buzz. A bit like that buzz you get when you go on holiday. You stop chatting to random people in the airport or something, or at a taxi rank. It was all. <laughs> Don't you do that, Fitch? <laughs> no, no. It's just, I try and stay away from people like that, Rob, to be fair. <laughs> oh. That's why I'm back. Yeah, so, yes, so I'll be coming up from the south coast. So I'll be getting up there about, I don't know, I'm planning to get to Wimbledon for about 11 o'clock, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward just to. Yeah, it is hard to put into words, to be honest. Um, and we're going to win. We're going to win with style. I'm going for yeah. 3-0. <laughs> when, when you said you and your boy are going to have a drink, you said it was 17, so don't be drinking in the bars. Don't lose our licence here. Yeah? Make sure that's in the pub beforehand. Yeah? But no, he's gonna, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm the same. My, I took my boy when he, he's, he's 12 now, and I took him when he was a baby at King's Meadow. Uh, and he's grown up a woman fan. And I'm taking him on Saturday and... I think we're going to get down it pretty early. I think we're looking... We, I live in South End now. I lived in Wimbledon for 10 years. Uh, and what I love is I lived in Wimbledon. Not many people... You didn't really see many Wimbledon fans about and stuff like that. And sometimes you would, you'd come back from the away game and stuff and you wouldn't know there was a club there. And to have Wimbledon back in Wimbledon, it's going to be brilliant. Like, I, I actually think I, I missed not living in Wimbledon on this occasion. I wish I used to live in Florence Road, which is just off the Haydens Road. And I'm going to take my boy to the calf with the rest of the lads I'm going with. And we're going to have a breakfast. I'm going to treat him a proper day. We're going to have a few pubs, walk down towards Plough Lane. And we're talking, we're getting in the ground about half two, which is early for us. We used to get in there dead on literally three o'clock, straight last pint, and then get into the game. But I think a lot of people, they need to be in that ground early. And they need to be making as much noise as possible so we can give the players what they deserve. These are players fighting for us, as we discussed earlier in the podcast. So we need to give everything to them on Saturday. So, yeah, I, I, I'm really emotional over it. I really am emotional over watching Wimbledon play in Wimbledon because it means so much to us. It means so much to the community. What we've done for that area as well, 
as I said, I used to live not far from there and it's a dump and we've lifted it and we've generated it and given the community something now that people can be proud of. So you might support Chelsea and Wimbledon now and think, I'm detached from that. My club is just spending 100 million on a player and we're not going to win nothing. It's just awful. I go there and there's people from Mayfair and people don't really care and they're just there for the social side of it where I can go and take my family to a real club who are going to, yeah, make it, make it, it's going to be, it's home. It is home for Wimbledon fans and it is, yeah, so it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah, I, you know, I completely um, second that, mate, in terms of, you know, not wanting to support Chelsea or a Premier League side or whoever, you know, I wouldn't have changed. You know, I've said this before with the whole move to Milton Keynes and having to, you know, start again back in the combined counties and that first game at Sandhurst Town, standing on the hay bales and the whole journey since then. I wouldn't change that for the world, mate. It's, and, and it, you know, like Robbo says, it's the greatest story in football. And if, you know, you know, this is not like the last chapter, this is just a new chapter, you know. And um, like you said, it is emotional. I'm not quite sure how it's going to be on Saturday. In terms of the football, I know the football doesn't really matter, but by the same mm. token, I think it does. I think if we can make a statement on Saturday, if we can win, if we can win comfortably, you know, keep that momentum going, stay unbeaten, you know, teams might start standing up and taking notice, you know. Yeah, the only complaint I've got is that we're playing Bolton. I wish it was someone <laughs> like a like a, a Burton or someone like that who are only going to bring a couple of hundred down and not going to bring like we've got 1400 Bolton fans going to be filling their way in so they're going to be loud as well yeah but that's a proper way and that was proper atmosphere it is that's but this is though. yeah but you could have sold out the whole of Wimbledon like the, you just give them a hundred and it'd just be Wimbledon yeah we but don't want them draining I get what you mean it is going to be brilliant because I always fancy the first the first goal to be go to the away team just to see their fans all going mental because it's a yeah. great when you see an away team go mental and stuff like Wimbledon now it's like and then obviously we beat them 3-1 but yeah it's a special occasion and as I said there's like there's so many people to thank along the journey that you just can't fit in a, a, a podcast so have you been yeah. reading Eric Samuelson's book by any chance I haven't no I'll wait for the film no. to come out. is that because you can't read <laughs> I can read mate don't be uh, <laughs> dyslexophobia it's a real thing yeah, whatever, but, uh, whatever happened to the film <laughs> John Green's going to make it yeah, he? yeah, he contacted me the other day. He's got a star role there for me, so <laughs> you know what I mean? but, yeah, it's just do you think we've got people like John Green watch, watching Wimbledon now just because of our history and stuff? And nah. I don't know, I'm guessing he can't, he can come over now. I wonder if he's coming over because we can't go to America, but American come here yeah. now and they've been double jabbed. So I wonder if John John Green's coming over, but drop him a tweet, yeah. find out. Yeah, I, I said it's going to be. Special. Any pubs of choice? Any any pubs you're going to be frequenting? Or is that the right word? Frequenting. 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 <laughs> yeah, well, corner pin. Got to be really in that. Yeah, you struggle to get in there, I reckon. Don't know. Gary Wilson's right. doing a guest list. It was a fiver to get in and he was putting on a buffet. Oh, and he's doing a raffle. So if you want any meat or anything, <laughs> Gary Wilson's doing a meat raffle uh, and you uh... could walk out with a leg of lamb. I don't know how you're going to get it into Plough Lane. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Gary Milson was doing a ra- sorry, Ivor. Gary Milson's just done a raffle, and I've won a meat basket. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Gary Milson. Gary Milson will be there with his clipboard, asking people to pay a fiver to get into a pub that you normally get in for nothing, yeah. uh, and he won't drink. He'll drink free all night. But yeah, I might have a look at the tap room. That's just over the road, isn't it? Have, any, have you been in there yet, any of you boys? Um, you the tap rooms. Yeah, the little the tap room. It's 
No, I haven't. Like, okay, not quite sure how big it is, but it's good. The good thing about Plough Lane now is what was different to King's Meadow is that the King's Meadow had the pill, which wasn't exactly family uh, friendly. Uh, <laughs> even when there wasn't any strippers in it, they had like their rock and metal <laughs> bands, which each their own. I, I, I enjoyed a couple of good nights in there, but there was no pubs or anything, like no real restaurants or any. I know there's going to be a McDonald's opposite the ground soon, I think, I, I understand. But you had Fat Boys, which done incredibly well out of us. They went from a little shack of a calf to owning the whole street. Do you know what I mean? So they've done well. And I, I just think what we're going to do for the local area, the pubs in Ellsfield, the pub, it is a bit expensive, the pubs, but you pay for what you get now. But Ellsfield, tooting, Wimbledon, do you know what I mean? Like the Alex are big fans of Wimbledon. Make yeah, sure I, I'd, I'd probably like to, like to have a drink in the uh, The Prince of Wales is a Wimbledon pub. Yeah. Uh, and the Alex, I know Mick, um, the landlord mm. there, he's, he's bought a season ticket. He's, he's a big advocate of AFC Wimbledon. He'll probably be there Saturday. Mm. Uh, if you can get a ticket... <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'll definitely try and do the Alex if I can get in and the Prince yeah. of Wales. And then walk down. I'm a big fan of supporting businesses that have supported us. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Getting there, it's been a hard year for some of these places as well. Definitely. So, Saturday is going to be a, hopefully helpful for a lot of these places that have been shut during COVID for 18 months and only just getting back on their feet. And now they're going to have 9,000 people possibly going in their pubs and hopefully they'll do the right thing and not be stupid though with it all so do you know what I mean we're there to spend money we're not there to we're just there to have a good time on Saturday can't and I, one thing I do want again it might sound like the stewards have got to be on point because at King's Meadow they weren't uh, at Plough Lane they have to be on point we're there to make it a fortress as Robbo's told us so all we can do is stand and sing do you know what I mean and give it the best so. um, I have a question I saw there was some chat about the south stand and wh whether it's uh, allocated seating standing or whether it's um, sort of every man for themselves. Yeah. yeah, and there seems to be like a I don't know whether it's a misconception or a consensus that it is going to be a stand where you want like you know first come first serve sort of thing. Um, no. I, I I believe it's allocated seating that could cause problems. I, I believe it's allocated seating only by going by the post I think you're referring to on Facebook. Two of the replies, one by Luke McKenzie and one by, one by Anthony Circuit, they both work for the club. So if you're going to go by anyone, you're going by what they say. I think it could be a bit of a, a trouble in the making. But you're buying a seat in that stand. You're not buying just a standard. Do you know what I mean? It is, it is a seated stand at the end of the day. And I think if there is problems long term, I, I don't want to be negative, but I think they might then make it seated. Look, look at Spurs Arsenal the other week. You couldn't stand in the uh, in that section. You had to sit down, even though some people stood. But I think it is going to be allocated seating. I think on your season ticket, you'll have South Stand, Block I, uh, Block K, Row I, seat six, and that's where you need to be. It's not ideal, but if people were smart enough, they would have got into the club like we have. We're in the East Stand. Mm -hmm. We got into the club early doors last season. And we booked a whole block pretty much for us. And the club sorted it out for us. And now we've got a whole block. So mo people ain't going to moan. And I don't think a lot of people are going to pick our section anyway if there's a lot of seats left. But yeah, the good, we've got singers in the East Stand, South Stand, and hopefully in the Main Stand. So it'll be good. Where are you then, Rob? And Jamie, you're Main yeah, Stand. Where are you, Rob? Yeah, I'm in the West. I'm in the West. And um, I've, I've Road K, 108. So just to the, I managed to get, um, not the Premier, the top, Sort of the the top knob um, block, but I'm right on the on the gangway, so I'm pretty much 
<laughs> I'm still in the cheapest seat. So to my right are the ones people who paid more money for the premier seats, <laughs> and I'm just there. There's only I'm only I'm only like what a few feet separating me. It's as near as damn it. So yeah, and I'm right on the end, so I can stretch out. I like to keep my legs out. Yeah, you you must be near me. I think yeah. I, I can't remember exactly where I am, but um, I'm uh, just to the right of the home dugout, sort of uh, uh, edge of the penalty area kind of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm near there. I'm near there. All right. yeah. So Rob, you'll be putting in a request to move then shortly. <laughs> I must admit I'm 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 quite it, it's one of those things isn't it because these people like my, my your neighbours you're going to get to know them love them or hate them you know it's like I just hope you don't it's, it's like um, it's like a sort of comedy sketch of this you get the bloke he's always late you can't, sorry mate sorry mate comes in with his <laughs> hot dog and his Spills a bit of coke on your trousers, and I'm like, sorry, mate, you know, so, and comes out with some excuse. In some ways, I'm actually hoping there is that because that would really make me laugh if some bloke came in and said, Oh, yeah, terrible, Clapham Junction, oh, snarl up on the M25. And you go, Yeah, all right, mate, sit down, shut up. Yeah. So what, the, 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 the fan I love is the manager, the one who, who knows it all better than the manager. Oh, He's yeah. Like, like having a go out of ourselves because he ain't took on three players, and it's like, you look at him and think, He's never played the game in his life. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's going to be a special occasion if, when, when, Fans are listening to this. Send us where you're going to be sitting. Send us what you're excited about. I think we put a post out the other day about it. But yeah, keep sending them over to us because it's getting us excited for Saturday. Yeah. One thing I did want to add before before we wrap up is that um, just to spare a thought and a moment for the fans that um, haven't been able to make Saturday. You know, um, I know that you. Something just made me think of it is the bloke that used to sit next to us you know, uh, unfortunately died over the past year or so and has, has not had the chance to go and watch Wimbledon back at Plough Lane. So ju- just, you know, a thought for all the families that are missing loved ones that, um, you know, probably waited a long time for this moment and unfortunately won't be able to, won't be able to see, see it happen. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah people, like Salad, people like Salad, people like Salad, unfortunately, who won't make Plough Lane, but he will, he'll, he'll be there. He'll be with us in spirit. But yeah, I think Gary Jordan made a point the other day with God's QBR put on their screen. Uh, fans that unfortunately haven't made it. And we've got a little screen now. So hopefully we can get, if the club are aware, you know, their names up and maybe a picture and stuff. And hopefully that can be done before the game because yeah, you're right there, Jay. Spot on, mate. But that, that would be that would be great. But yeah, you know, I'm looking I'm not even sell season tickets, mate. So I don't think they'll be able to get that organised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my ticket sorted. My ticket is downloaded, ready to go. Me and my boy. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I might even go to the club shop and buy him a red shirt if he's lucky. <laughs> don't want to spend all my money, but but yeah, we'll wrap that up. And then we've got one last section, which is our honest answers. So we're, I've got some. I've got three questions from fans and we'll answer them as honestly as possible. So we're back with the final part of the episode, which is our honest answers. So we've had some questions from fans. So I'm going to pick three questions. So the first one is George Brown. Is our lack of depth in central midfield worrying across a 50 game season? Who wants to go first on that one? Go on, Jay. Um, yes. 
Um, but I, I, I do think that time will tell on that one. Uh, we kind of touched on it earlier. I think we've got options. I think we've got, um, you know, if, if you're talking about holding midfield, you've got um, Woodyard, Marsh and Hartigan options there. there. There might be other people that could slot in there. You've also touched on the fact that Robbo isn't afraid to change the system. Um, I'm sure that if we were struggling in that department, he would switch the system up to, to you know, accordingly. So, yes, you know, a part of me is bugging me, but, you know, I trust Robbo. Um, if, if it was a major problem, I think we would have brought someone else in even even so. And at the end of the day, if if we do get injuries there, you've got Frimpong and O's on loan, but I'm sure we can recall him and I, I don't think he'd be afraid to throw him in at the deep end uh, like he has done a Sal and other people and just say, look, I believe in you and and and, and see what happens. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, if needs be, yeah, we can do a recall, but we can't sort of legislate for injuries. I mean, it's hope touch wood, you know, we don't, we don't get that situation. But um, I think we're covered. I think Robin knows what he's doing, you know. I think um, I'll have faith in him in that department. Um, I haven't, I didn't particularly with when Glenn was there, I must say. Didn't have much faith in Glenn. Um, but obviously a different different style, different atmosphere, different culture, different different, different all over, wasn't it? Let's face it. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think we'll be found wanting, to be honest with you. Um, and the fact that we can play variety of systems, I think the players that we've got in can can adapt. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it pans out. I mean, I don't think we're any different to other clubs of our sort of size in that department. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a weakness as such. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think um, midfield's our strongest position currently. I think we've got three very good defensive midfielders. You've got Henry Lawrence that can fit in there. You've got uh, Asal McCormick as attacking uh, attacking threats. Uh, you've got uh, the new striker Dapo who can play at the wing. So I think midfield we're quite we've got quite good strength in there at the moment. Obviously, if you you lose some to suspensions or to injuries, you, you could be a bit light, but I like what you said, Joe. We could we could get players back. We have got youth team players. We've just signed that sixteen year old uh Bendel who, who looks really good. When Robbo said he's not he, he ain't scared of throwing him in. I thought he might go out alone again or he might but he he's here and he's in he's part of that. And as players have shown in the past, if you're you're good enough, you young you, you don't matter what your age is. We also we've only had two loans. I don't know when the loan window closes. I think it's something happened. We've got three loans to use, especially in January as well. So I think he's been very smart with that. We, we, we've usually used our five loans by now. Uh, and half of them usually work out well, the other half don't. We've still got three left. And the two loans we have got are both solid as well. So we've still got loans to bring in. So if we need another midfield, I'm sure we can get one. But I, I think midfield's our strongest position. So, yeah. So moving on, this is from Lee Willett. What is our strategy for building in-house our own strength in key positions like keeper and strikers? I'd like to go first on this one, boys, if don't mind. So with regards to our strategy in-house regards to keepers, I don't think we've... I think we have a really good strategy. I think we find keepers left, right and centre. Okay, we've had three that have never played a first-in game for us. We've sold them for quite a lot of money in Berzik, Mannion and... What's his name has just left? Matthew Cox. Matthew Cox. Three excellent keepers who are all now playing pretty much Football League. Or Matthew Cox hasn't yet, but he's playing for Brentford B. So 
what I mean? The other two, one's at Cambridge now and the other one's at Stoke and they want 30 million for him. So keeper-wise, I think our strategy is pretty good. If you look for our youth teams as well, I think keepers. I think we do struggle with regards to our youth strikers, but I do like what Robbo's done now with regards to bringing in Cosgrove, sending him straight out alone. He's too good to let go, so we bring him in, offer him a little contract. Hopefully he's going to be good enough and he'll go out and score goals at Dover. Uh, same with Andrews. I know that one of Robbo signing, but he, Robbo obviously seems to like him now to have kept him, sent him out on loan. Uh, and Fisher, Fisher. But I think that's one we really need to look into because strikers are pure gold. They are your yeah. money. They're, they're worth fortunes, as we've seen with Piggott's going to Ipswich for fortunes, Lyle going to Forest for fortunes. We ain't got a penny out of them. We need to start bringing through our strikers. So I think our strategy is, I think it's actually quite good with regardless of our youth team players, but strikers, we really need to start finding good quality strikers. I, I agree with you on the keeper front. I don't think I've got anything to add there, to be honest with you. In terms of strikers, I mean, when you look back over the past five, six, seven years, there was uh, a few youth team strikers that we that were we had a look at, um, and that was... The fellow that went to Scotland and then he was at Hamilton, Hamilton for a bit. What was his name? Is it Woking now? You mean George? Uh, George Oakley. Yeah. George Oakley. Um, yeah, he, 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 he never really seemed good enough. There was Jaden Antwi, who apparently he was, he was banging in goals for fun at youth team level, but got let go. I don't know what he's doing now. Um, there was another fellow that came on last game of the season and scored. Olesanya, was it? He went to Chelsea, but yeah, he's playing non-league now as well. He's playing non-league now. Uh, you know, Castle Dime went to Chelsea. Uh, is there anyone else that I'm missing? I don't think there is. So, yeah, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants the strikers because, you know, goal scorers are worth their weight in gold. And is that where we're going to find out? You know, you only need one gem and we've made, we've, we've made our money. But look at Matthew Cox. And the other goalkeepers and, and Castle Dine as well, you know, are we going to be able to keep hold of him or are people like Chelsea going to come and snap him up before we've even had a chance to get him through through, through the youth setup? Yeah, Jaden Ampwee, he was a, he went on loan to Farnborough from us, then he went to East Grinstead, Scarborough and Merstham in the same season or the same year, it says. Then he went to Merstham, Chesson and last couple was Tunbridge Angels, which apparently left in 2020. There's nothing else on there. So again, as you said, the supplier that went for was meant to be a big star in the making and unfortunately he was scoring goals for fun wasn't he i'm not making yeah. it up he was we've, there was loads there was loads of talk about him we've had a few i just think sorry rob i'll give you your say in a minute i just think yeah. we've had him and, and other managers as robo said in the past didn't want to give him that chance or didn't want to keep him right now they're not good enough now so we've got to release him but i think robo's we're not going to give him as much money but we'll give him a contract for a longer period and david fisher could be 25 and burst onto the scene. And I think that's the thing. If he goes on loan now at Hampton and scores a few goals, then next year he'll have to go to a conference cup and score goals. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing. If Cosgrove goes now and scores 25 goals in the conference, we go, right, we might have a We've player got, here. got a striker here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Rob. Sorry, mate. Yeah, so I'm all right. Like Cosgrove and Bendel are both from Lewis. Is that, both come from Lewis? Is that right? Bendel was at the youth team at Lewis. And yeah. I think last club that Cosgrove was. Cosgrove was at, Lewis as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, little feeder club there. I mean, not, not far from where I, my neck of the woods, Lou. Um, I was just, what, what's the score with, um, what's, just, what's your opinion on the Deshaun Harrison situation? I mean, that was a sort of a, 
bit of a revolving door moment, wasn't it? I mean, is he? He's now at Morecambe. Rumoured. Not fine, quite. No, he signed from. He signed for Morecambe today. Yeah. 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 So that um, I think that says I mean, everything. I mean, I just find it a bit bizarre. I mean, I mean, he signed for us. He probably we needed we needed an extra option. We were in trouble. Yeah. We needed an extra striking option. We saw a glimpse of him for five minutes, and then he got yeah. that weak injury. And yeah. you know, obviously, Robbo and the team see him every day. You know, it's also probably wages that Robbo might think that he could 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 be spent better elsewhere. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it says. A lot about him that he went on to three trials. I know he went at Doncaster, Motherwell. Doncaster, yeah, Motherwell. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was, uh, yeah, so he was on loan. So he went on trial, yeah, is it the club in Scotland playing oh, Amber? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you've, you've, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, mate. <laughs> I ruined it. the joke. I shouldn't have said it at first and then I ruined it. Right, yeah, move on. Because that was going to be a class joke, but I ruined it for myself. <laughs> Cheers. But yeah, I just don't, yeah, if he's going on clubs, trials at three clubs and he can't get in any of them. Then mm. yeah, I mean Doncaster looked shit hot up front, so do you know what I mean? And they didn't take him on. So Morecambe, I don't think it'll be in League One all season, but I could be wrong. But I think they'll struggle. But I think our strategy with strikers coming through needs to be a little bit better. But hopefully that's what our transfer committee and Robbo's gonna do. Anything else to add before we move on to our final one? So this one's from I think it's Carl Smith. It's KS. It's Carl Smith six two zero eight zero six four four his Twitter handle. So, guessing it's Carl Smith. What's the players' ambitions for this season? Love to ask them. <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. Players, so the question: What are the players' ambitions? That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a, it's, it's a tough question. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, Ambitions of well, I've, I mean the, the the sort of stereotypical answer of days uh, of seasons gone by would be to not get relegated. <laughs> but I think um, I think this season, as I said, we said before, there's a definite buzz about the players. But I think there's a buzz about the players, and I think their ambitions are to why can't we? Why you know why can't they push to mid table or upper echelons of mid table? I think that's got to be an ambition for them. I don't think there's any clubs. I don't think they're going to be afraid of any of the other, other teams. Do you know what I mean? I honestly think that. I think you know they might get they might get found out a couple of occasions, yeah. But I think I think there's a there's a spirit there which and a buzz which I think is going to amplify, you know, those ambitions. So I don't, and I think they're realistic. But yeah, it's a difficult question. Um, I think that they're all coming. A lot of the, like we said, it's very exciting this year, uh, and a lot of these players are coming from big clubs with big ambitions. And I think they'll carry that into with us with Wimbledon. Yeah. You know, like McCormick was at Chelsea. You had to be the best in the world. You look at—he was only under twenty-three level, and he was looking at the first team trying to push him to get into that team. And you look at the players Chelsea got in their first team, like Mason Mount. But Mason Mount's done it, so he's probably thinking, "Why can't I do it?" Okay, unfortunately, he just hasn't been good enough to get into the Chelsea first team. Or he could be a long way off that, to be fair. We don't know what they think. But he's come to us, I think, with big ambitions to do something well at this club, to help us get as far as we can, gets what we mean. And this is as close to a Wimbledon team as I've seen it. You know, they, they will fight 
every minute of every game. They're going to be fit. And they're not going to... With Rob V and with Rob on that sideline and people like Bezo, you're not going to have a minute to rest either. You are going to give everything. You'll get your rest in the summer and you'll do everything. And I think our ambitions, I think the players' ambitions really are, honestly, playoffs this year. Which just seem mad to people. They'll think you're having a laugh. But seeing this squad and the way we've taken off at the moment, watch us get beat 4-0 now by Bolton on Saturday and everything will come back to earth. But I really do think the players' ambitions are to do the best they can. Like People like Oli Palmer, he knows he had a bad season last year. Well, he had a bad season, but his injuries. He didn't really get going for him last season. He came in with an injury. I think this year he's fighting fit and he wants to score. He wants to score 20 goals. He wants to be Joe Bigger. He wants to be that striker. He, he took a lot of unnecessary stick, as far as I'm concerned, Palmer. You know, some people were really sort of digging him out, saying, oh, he's a donkey, he's useless. I thought that's totally out of order, bearing in mind, you know, he picks up an injury, it happens. You know, he's not a sick note for any, for any stretch. So, you know, that, that, that sort of missed me, that, to be fair. I think he's got a good, good head on his shoulders. You know, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, he's, he's switched on. I think he's got the right attitude, you know. I don't think he's just someone who's just going to play by the numbers and turn up and do half a job, you know. I think I think he's going to get a skulls this season. I think that's the, that's the nail on the head, really. I think a lot of what happens this year depends on how well we can not replace Joe Piggott, but, but where, we, where can we find his goals? You know, not necessarily... You know, whether Oli Palmer can score 20, 25 goals this season, but whether, you know, Oli Palmer, Asal and McCormick can all chip in with 10 goals each. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Rather than just relying on one person. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, Rob. I think they're not going to be scared of anyone. We could draw, We could have drawn Man United in the Cup and, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to be scared of them. So... Sorry, Jay. Yeah. I was shaking my head there. You know why? Because we can't draw Man United in the Cup. It's regionalized. It's regionalized, and also yeah, but they, they I didn't, don't I come... didn't specify which cup, did I? <laughs> they, they don't come. They don't come into the third round because they're in Europe. But yeah, no, yeah, you know I mean, you had a gut my joke, so I'm giving you facts. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Now, no, um, yeah, I think we're not going to be we're not going to be scared of anyone. Yeah, no. we could get Arsenal in the cup. Yeah, we could get Chelsea in the cup. No, because no, they're not in it to the no, round. Well, we, could get, we could get Arsenal, but we're not going to be scared of Arsenal. We're going to play them off the park at Plough Lane. And that's going to yeah. be a funny one if we get Arsenal in the cup. But this is going out just after the draw, so, uh, just before the draw. So we don't know. But can you imagine Arsenal at home without a ticket in Fiasco. Fucking, and I want to be able to get a ticket. <laughs> be, be, what's it called? Like Sutton again, where you have to go into a ballet. Oh, God, don't. Don't, don't, don't. But yeah, I. Yeah, I, I think the players' ambitions are to do the best they can. Be the best. What Robbo says, and it, it's, it is cliche, but it's so true. I love the man. He, he just loves it. But be the best version of you. Mm-hmm. And they're going in every day being the best versions of them, which, yeah, good on them. He, he really can. He, what I like about Robbo is like, he, he, he's like um, one of them, those motivational speakers, but, you know, not like one of them cheesy American ones you get. He's just like kind of like black and white, you know, bosh. This is what it's about. Positive thinking. You know, you can probably make a right mint on the circuit, you know, doing motivational speaking. <laughs> they'd love him they'd love him in America. He could make he could make his millions. I was surprised that 
the Doncaster game that he didn't come out with a guitar. I, he's literally <laughs> the David Brent of football management, Robbo. I love him to bits, but he, I thought he'd come out with a guitar, banging on the songs and getting the old gaff going. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed Robbo didn't do that, to be fair. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, well, that's that's it for tonight, boys. And uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, enjoy Saturday. Be good. Be safe. Well, thank- you too, thanks, for having, thanks for having me on, chaps. I enjoyed oh, that. Well. That was good. Take um, it all in. Yeah. Yeah, right on Saturday. Have fun. We're going to win. We're going to be top we of the league come Saturday. Top of the league. Right, top of league. Let's have it. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. See you next <laughs> week. All the best. Boys. See ya. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.